Are you one of those people who can spend an immense amount of time in preparing for something? So if you're taking a trip next year, you can begin thinking about it now for next July. You know who you are. And for some of you who can do that, the preparation can become the event. Or, on the other hand, if you're one of those who leaves the planning to other people and waits for the moment, the event out there, somebody else does all of that for you and you can move directly to the moment. In some ways, that's what happens for us who anticipate Christmas. Some of us will walk right into it wondering what happened. Others of us will begin some planning. Some of you have already done the shopping. You've already planned the meals. You've done all of the work that's necessary to get out to that moment. That idea is reflected in one of the themes I talked about last week about knowing where we are and being able to discern the importance of remembering the past, recognizing the present, and preparing to move into the future. And that really is one feature of these days that lead us out to Christmas. It was also a feature of the words, the announcement that the angel brought one day. Oh, and by this, by the way, this angel, Gabriel, I need to just a, a word to, to the women who are sitting in church today. If, uh, if you ever are engaged in a conversation with an angel named Gabriel, watch out, because this is what the angel says. To elderly women, you're going to have a child. And to, to younger women, you're going to have a child. So Gabriel's rate of predictability is about 100% as far as we know. So you always want to be, if you're female, watch out for an angel, Gabriel, who would come bearing any information to you. And this is the announcement that the angel had said, you will be with child, Mary. You'll give birth to a son. You are to give him the name, Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Having heard this narrative, having heard this announcement, Mary asks the fundamental question, How can this be? How can this be? Now there are several translations of that question in different versions of the Bible. Some translations, how can this be? How will this be? But you get the idea. It's that inquiry that humans frequently make when God has announced, invited, declared something compelling is about to happen and you are going to be a part of it. Mary's question is our question. How could this be? Now whether that's good news disguised as bad, whether it's opportunity disguised as setback, 
whether it is disappointment or whether it's progress, we don't know. That really depends on how one hears the invitation. But one thing we do know is the human question will almost always likely be the same. How can this be? It doesn't make sense. I'm not the right person. I don't believe that I can do it. Or finally, God, you have got the wrong person. The comedian Lily Tomlin, I still remember this from many, many years ago in one of her monologues, asked this question. Why is it that when we speak to God, we're said to be praying? But when God speaks to us, we are said to be schizophrenic. <laughs> when we speak to God, we're thought we're just we're, we're praying. When God speaks to us, speaks to us, we're imbalanced. Mary's response could have been, and think for a moment about what those responses could have been after the announcement the angel makes. What response? could you come up with? I can think of a lot that I could come up with. It starts with, I am too busy. And it concludes with any of those range, that range of reasons. You have made a mistake. This is simply not going to work. But think for a moment in larger terms about the how can this be question. How can this be from God's perspective? As we hear the story and the question that God cared enough not just about one woman but about the world to initiate this event. How could this be from Mary's perspective? How could this be that God has chosen me, Mary, this person, this young woman from a backwater town in the northern part of Palestine, betrothed to a man, and now the announcement is made, you are with child, and there is going to be huge social, religious implications to what that means. And how can this be that God would invite me, any of us, to participate in this great drama that we will come to know as the redemption of the world? I'd be inclined to say you have clearly got the wrong person. So here comes God's answer to all of that. After Mary has said, how can this be? Remember what she said? With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. It's incredibly important to recognize in this story that we have no report that Mary is chosen for this task because she is more worthy, more blessed, or more righteous than anyone else. 
I don't know about you, but I find that very, very liberating. Because the stories, and if one has, and I, I think of this every time I go visit the grotto uh, in Northeast Portland, the beatification of Mary as a woman who demonstrated, of course, great faithfulness, but it did not begin that way according to what the Bible says. There's no indication of her moral virtue, her moral values, her uprightness, her faithfulness, none of that is documented at this moment. She is a young woman who has a cousin up in the hill country of Judea and somehow in some way this is the person whom God has chosen. She asks how can this be? The angel says it's not a problem because you know with God nothing, nothing is going to be impossible. Then Mary comes back. And once she's heard that answer, this is what she says. I am the servant of the Lord. May it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. This is simply a recurring theme in the nativity narratives in the Advent preparations. It won't be about about nine months and two weeks later from these days that Joseph and Mary and now the baby Jesus are going to go up to the temple in Jerusalem for the dedication, the blessing uh, of uh, the rites of purification of the, the infant Jesus. And on their way up there, they're going to meet an old man named Simeon who has hung around the church there, the, the, the temple, for a lot of years in every expectation that the Messiah of God will somehow appear. When Joseph, Mary, and the infant Jesus now appear for the rites of blessing, listen to what Simeon says. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you know that you now dismiss your servant Simeon in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Do you see? There is a theme here. There is a theme, there is a strand of God's choosing people and then of human beings recognizing that God is doing something miraculous and marvelous which will never ever happen again in our lives and in human history. Old Simeon might have thought that one time that uh, this salvation, this promise of God would never ever be fulfilled and he, like Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, like Mary, the mother of Jesus, ends up being surprised that this is actually true. Isn't it notable in this story that we have no evidence, no writing, no scriptural reference which suggests that Mary ever said yes? No indication. She simply says and honors God's command.
let it be with me. May it be with me as you have said. And then the angel left her. This is always disturbs me about male angels talking to women because men always leave. The angel takes off after all of this. I think he should have at least stuck around to have a little more conversation. But he's gone. I hope Joseph is close by. So once we know where we are, once we know that simply even by not saying yes, by submitting to God, we end up being in that stream of events, of participation, and of engagement with the eternal promises of God. Just a reminder about this long tradition of people who have been summoned and invited to do great things. I'll run some of the names by you. You'll remember who they are. A man named Noah, go and build an ark on dry land and start collecting animals. Or how about Abraham? Leave your homeland, your business, take your family, and by the way, move to Canaan. Uh, it's the land that I've been promising to your people from the beginning. It's only about 200 miles away, and it's going to be a tough journey. Or, remember this one? Moses, I want you to lead the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt. You're going to have to deal with the Pharaoh. You're going to have to deal with 40 years in the wilderness. You're going to have to get through the Red Sea. There will be plagues, illness, hostilities, and, and hostile people on the way. Jeremiah, the great prophet of God. The word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah. He was the son of Ammon, the king of Judah. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and said, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah answered, Oh Lord, I don't know how to speak, for I am a child. Or how about someone named Matthew? Upon the invitation that Jesus gives to him, leave your tax collection business, come and follow me. Do you remember what Matthew's response was? closed up the shop and followed Jesus. Peter, James, and John, leave your nets behind, even your father, and come and follow me. They start to look back and they go. Or the Apostle Paul on the Damascus Road. Paul, the great persecutor of the early Christians, confronts Jesus on the Damascus Road. Uh, Jesus confronts Paul on the Damascus Road and says this to him. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Could you put your name in that space? Could you put your name in that space? It might not be an invitation that's striking, world-changing, earth-shaping, but it just might be. I hadn't really thought that, thought about so much about that until I read again this story about Mary again in these past couple of weeks. The string of names that I read to you are all men. And here in this chain of history comes the most vulnerable of people in those days, a young woman. 
to be invited to participate in the most vulnerable way for the redemption of the world. I pray and hope with you that you would never doubt for a moment that God might be naming you and indeed calling you to a place in a manner of discipleship that surprises and even perplexes you. And I hope you would never doubt for a moment either that God can use circumstances and events and people as unwilling, as reluctant as we might be for witness and maturing of faith that we might never have expected. And never doubt for a moment that God has a purpose in mind. Each one of those people that I named, Noah to build the ship and bring on animals, Abraham to to begin this, this journey that would lead to the development of the, 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 the people of God, Moses to lead the people out of Egypt, Jeremiah to confront the, 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 the powers and to speak truth to power in the court of the kings. The names go on and on. And never doubt for a moment that even among faith communities such as ours, in places as random as Hillsboro, Oregon, Nazareth of Galilee, Bethlehem of Judea, wherever it might have been, never doubt for a moment that that word could be spoken just as powerfully as it was to Mary. So when that invitation comes, and I have no doubt that it will, I have no doubt that it has, that you are the one. How can this be? But just know that you are in such good company when you can ask that question. How can this be? And just in case you don't know what to say, and just in case somebody thinks you are schizophrenic because God did talk to you, just in case, here's some words. May it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. And just know that the angel might leave you too, but will not leave you alone. Join me in prayer. Sometimes, Lord, we feel among the most vulnerable that if we're invited to take a step, make a decision, go in a direction that is uncertain and frightening, we're going to ask the question, how can this be, Lord? There's got to be a mistake. And we know now, and we pray, that we can hear that promise spoken over and over again. With God, nothing is impossible, Lord. Help us to believe it. Your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>